Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where our goal is helping others delight in Christ for the sake of becoming more like Christ with the hope of multiplying disciples of Christ. Well, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Abide Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Tungate, and today I'm joined by Kristen Cummings. She was on the last podcast, um, and I'm super excited. It's just me and her today, so it's going to be really fun. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, of course. So I know that every guest that I have on this podcast has to answer the same question, and that question is, what is your favorite smell? You've already answered this for us last week. I have, yeah. (laughs) But how about you just go ahead and remind us of what that is? Yeah, sounds good. You know, I really had to think about it a little bit last time, but um, I do think that my favorite overall smell is just clean laundry. It's not Mm. a particular scent, but just the smell of like, fresh, clean clothes or sheets or towels is so nice. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. Very, very fresh and crisp. Yes, definitely. Good. Um, Well, last week we talked about what does it look like to abide in Christ and how abiding in Christ really is the foundation for delighting in Christ, becoming more like Christ, and then ultimately multiplying disciples of Christ. And so, Today, we're going to focus our conversation on the aspect of delighting in Christ. What does this look like? How can it be done? What does this produce within us? So let's go ahead and just dive right in with what does it look like to delight in Christ? Yeah, so, you know, I think that this is really what it comes down to is seeking after the Lord, not to check a box or to kind of, you know, follow your list of things you should be doing Mm -hmm. or out of any obligation, but actually like seeking after the Lord, whether it's in prayer or through scripture, but to actually know him and love him more. Mm. Um, so that we actually, you know, are, are delighting in, in this person of who God is. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just, I got to do my duty and I got to go to church and I got to pray and I got to read my Bible. It's like you actually want to do these things because they produce joy within you. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, I think it's easy sometimes to feel like, okay, these are the things I do as a Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, like kind of the things you said that I checked the box that I, okay, I read two chapters today and okay, I prayed for five minutes and that you've checked the boxes, but to actually like spend time getting to know him more, his heart and his character, um, and just enjoying the person of who God is. Yeah. Because he is a person to know. Yeah. You know, it's like he's not just some abstract idea of the big man in the sky. Yeah, you know? exactly. He's a person to know. He has qualities and intricacies that the more that we spend time with him, the more that we're going to learn more about him. And um, honestly, when we learn more about him, it just produces delight in us because he's the most delightful thing that there ever is. Yeah, exactly. Well, and honestly, you know, I think sometimes it's easy. We see Jesus, you know, when God took on flesh and stepped into earth as Jesus, um, you know, that's the person we think of as a person. But like, really, when you read the whole Bible, the same, you see the same character and the same attributes of God all throughout. And so Mm -hmm. it's really that same God and that same, you know, heart that we get to know. I think that's really important for people to know is that we don't have a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New Testament is the same God. And 
the whole Bible points to Christ. Mm -hmm. He's the central focus of every passage of the Bible, whether it be in the Old Testament or in the New Testament. And so getting to know the central focus of the Bible as a real person that you can have a relationship with is crucial in your own personal faith. Whenever my mom is talking to people about her faith, um, she always mentions it's a relationship, not a religion. And I love that because religion just signifies like, okay, going to check off the boxes, got to do these things because God's not going to love me or accept me otherwise. But a relationship is, no, like I love you because I love you Mm -hmm. and I want you to know more of me and I want to know more of you. Practically, delighting in Christ kind of looks like, to me, it looks like a lot like abiding in Christ. Um, Yeah, absolutely. When you spend time reading your Bible, when you spend time in prayer, when you spend time in fellowship with other Christians, um, all of these things are things that we can do to abide in Christ that ultimately produce delight within us. Um, Is there anything specific that you do to help yourself delight in Christ? Yeah. So actually one of the things I've probably only been doing this for, I don't know, six months, a year maybe, but um, I started as I read and as I spend time with Jesus, looking at the Bible with kind of this lens of looking for the heart and the character of God. Mm. And so I've actually started like, um, if I see an attribute, a description of God or a name of God, Mm -hmm. like writing it in the margins, Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes it's just really helpful for me to be reminded of God's character Mm -hmm. in the midst of different situations. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually just reading, um, yesterday in Hosea, um, and, you know, a lot of these Old Testament prophets are, they talk over and over about, you know, the sinfulness and the wickedness of the people of Israel and mm-hmm. um, God's response a lot of times is wrath. Um, and so it's, sometimes it can mm-hmm. be a little hard to process. And right. I mean, it's always just, but it is hard <laughs> to read about wrath. Yeah. Um, and That's so, not a fun topic. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> um, but I was reading in Hosea 7 and it just talks about, it, you know, it's talking about this, the wickedness and the unfaithfulness of Israel. And then God's response is that he, I long to redeem them. Mm. Um, and just seeing in the midst of calling out this nation for their wickedness, seeing how gracious and how loving his response is, just like those are the things that help me really delight in who God is. Seeing, I mean, how much he desperately loves us, even when we wander and go astray um, things like that really just help me to not just check the boxes, but to really worship God for who he is. I love that you mention how you look for God's character, um, because that is something that just spurs on so much delight for me. Whenever I read my Bible, I really read it through that lens of just searching for the way God describes himself and searching for God's actions towards us and also how he defines us and our identity in him. Um, and so like you write them in the margin, like write the characteristics in the margins. Um, I'll highlight those characteristics in purple. That's the only thing that I use my purple highlighter for. And so whenever I can flip through the Bible and see purple, I know like that is an attribute of God. That's a characteristic. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just really, it's really helpful when I am feeling down, like feeling kind of far from the Lord and just like all up in my feels. (laughs) And uh, 
it's really helpful for me whenever I don't really have a specific passage that I like want to go to, um, to just be able to flip through my Bible and read some of those purple highlights and just to remind myself that God is my redeemer. He's my healer. Mm, He is all satisfying. And, um, it's like a quick reminder to help spur on more delight. And yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think like just in general, looking back at God's faithfulness in our own lives can be Mm -hmm. helpful, but also when you have that as a tool to look back at God's faithfulness in the lives of others, Mm -hmm. I think that can also be really helpful to just see in hard times that he has provided and he has carried you through things or he has been present and has been, you know, gracious and kind and loving. Um, despite, you know, this overwhelming wickedness in the Mm -hmm. Bible that, um, it really just is a sweet reminder of like who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that you brought up Hosea is a perfect example of that because the entire book of Hosea is about God's wayward people that keep turning away from him, keep going to their own desires and their their sin. And yet God is relentless in his pursuit of his people. Yeah, absolutely. I I remember (laughs) when I read Lamentations, you know, you think of this book as like, oh, yikes. (laughs) It's just lamenting. I mean, just like the name says. Yeah. But then there's actually just these moments of like God's redeeming character in it. And like people acknowledging like, man, we have screwed up, but God (laughs) is still good. Mm. And it was just, it's cool to see in the parts of the Bible that we feel like are the, the darkest and sometimes the hardest to Mm -hmm. read. Um, really just seeing his character Mm. in that can be really sweet. Yeah. And I think also realizing that you're never beyond God's love. Yeah, absolutely. Like I know a lot of people don't want to recognize their sin, but then there's another group of people who recognize their sin and think that it's beyond saving. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the sweet thing about our God is that he loves us despite what we have done, yeah. despite the things that we hate about ourselves, mm-hmm. um, the things that we've done, the things that we've said, what we've thought, um, we can see that and think, man, I'm so ugly and how could like God ever love me? But God doesn't care about that. What he mm-hmm. wants is is to know us and what he wants is to change our hearts to reflect his heart, Yeah, um, which is just something I can't even begin to process like why God would you want that but he does yeah no for sure so awesome that's really cool Mm. so John Piper has this infamous quote (laughs) Um, (laughs) probably several (laughs) very many (laughs) infamous quotes Uh Um, but this one in particular um, I'm sure many people are familiar with and it's God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him um Tell me a little bit about when you hear that, like, what does that make you think of? Yeah. So I have heard this infamous quote (laughs) a lot, especially, I mean, those of you who know my husband know that this is kind of his, his mantra. He probably says this, (laughs) I don't know, at least once a week to someone. Um, But I think there's a lot of truth in it that um, God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. I think that a lot of times when people think about Christianity, they think about, you know, this list of things you're not supposed to do and that God wants our obedience above everything else. And, um, that's just not true. Like, I mean, yes, he wants our obedience, Mm -hmm. but he wants our hearts. And so I think that people feel like, you know, as an outsider looking into Christianity, I think sometimes people feel like they have to choose between following God or their happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that this quote kind of 
debunks that. Yeah. Like we really can find our satisfaction and can find our delight in him. Mm. And it does bring glory to him, but it's not at the expense of our happiness. It's, you know, to complete our, our satisfaction and our fullness that God, he gives us abundant life and he gives us the desires of our heart Mm -hmm. um, when we are seeking after him. And so I don't think you have to sacrifice these desires because really he can meet every need and Mm -hmm. he can fill every desire and Mm -hmm. um, he can be your satisfaction. And so I think that, you know, God isn't glorified when I just you know, refuse myself all the things that I want. And I just sit there, you know, miserable, Mm. but following him, like (laughs) he really wants me to delight in him and Mm. to, to be joyful and happy in him, Mm -hmm. you know, not just, you know, to find satisfaction in the things of this world, but like to find satisfaction in him alone. Right. And I think also when we are pursuing after God, our delights are changed to match his delights and his desires. And that's one of the beautiful things about the Christian faith is that we don't have to um, deny everything that is good in life and just be miserable. Like that's not what God wants at all. I mean, God is the creator of all things good. He's Mm -hmm. the creator of laughter and of joy and of true satisfaction and true life. And so when we are seeking him, that's where we find those joys and those satisfactions and desires and delights is, is in the person of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, I lost it. There we go. Uh, you had mentioned like when you delight yourself in the Lord, that he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I love that because it's not necessarily, um, like, okay, well, I desire a boyfriend, and if I delight in the Lord, then God's going to give me a boyfriend. It's like, no, when you delight in the Lord, God changes your desires to be what he desires. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that is part of, you know, sanctification Mm -hmm. and God just continuing to transform us is Mm -hmm. that, yeah, my desires do start to line up more and more with his heart. And Mm so, yes, like I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm going to have all the, desires of my heart, you know, in every moment, but Mm -hmm. that as I seek after him more and more, that the desires of my heart will line up with the desires of his. Right. One of the things actually last week when we were talking about this John 15 passage, I noticed that around there, one of the things that I had previously highlighted was um, that there were several passages kind of back to back that said he will give you whatever you ask in his name. Yeah. Um, And it's not that okay, Jesus, <laughs> I'm asking for a Ferrari. But like, In Jesus' name. <laughs> exactly. But like as you start to pursue after him and, you know, are are rooted in, in who God is as he sanctifies you and transforms you, that the things that I'm asking for in Jesus' name are the things that are going to line up with his desires. Mm. And so when I'm truly seeking after his kingdom, um, that he will give me the things that I'm asking for because – they're in line with his heart and his character. Yeah. They're not just my selfish desires that right. I'm happening to ask for in his right. name. It's what he wants to give you. Yeah, exactly. God loves to give us gifts that he wants to give to yeah. us. And when we ask for those, it overjoys the Lord to provide that for us. Yeah. I mean, just basically that he doesn't want us to live in this state of like self-denial and misery as we follow him, mm-hmm. but like that he wants us to actually be 
obedient with our hearts, um, not just our actions so that we're actually delighting in him. Yes. Um, and I think that's important being obedient with our heart versus just being obedient with our actions. Mm. I think we see throughout the entire Bible, um, especially in the old Testament, um, with the Israelites obeying the things that God says, but their hearts are not in it. Yeah. And so there's doing what they're supposed to. They're sacrificing things. They're burning their offerings and whatnot, which is what God says to do, but their hearts are not in it. And so God doesn't desire that. Mm -hmm. Um, It literally says in Psalm 51 that God's delight is not in sacrifices themselves, but the sacrifices of God is a broken spirit and in a broken and contrite heart. That is what God delights in not necessarily saying that like you have to have a broken heart for God to delight in you (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it it just is this sense of I'm gonna bring my honest heart to God whatever state that may be in Mm -hmm. whether it is overjoyed and satisfied or whether it is broken and hurting Mm -hmm. I'm gonna bring that to God and that's what he wants yeah absolutely yeah I actually I'm reading through both Hosea and Matthew right now. Mm. I've kind of adopted this principle of reading like an old Testament book along with a new Testament book. I think it kind of helps to see them in light of each other mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and so I actually was reading in Matthew where it referenced Hosea, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but how God desires mercy and mm. not sacrifice that his desire for us is not just for us to follow this, you know, legalism Mm -hmm. and give the sacrifice because that's what he commands, even though we don't desire it, but he desires our hearts and he is a merciful, gracious, loving God. Mm, Yeah. Reminds me of, um, the Pharisees who got, or who Jesus says this to. And he, another point in Matthew, he says that these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Yeah. It's like Jesus was living proof that God wants people's hearts, not just checkbox. I'm (laughs) going to do the right thing. Yeah. But I think that's really is the difference in actually delighting in the Lord. And I think that, you know, it makes me sad, but I think that's the reality for even a lot of Christians, um, or people that are in the church that have grown up with this. Okay. This is what I do. Mm. I go to church and I read my Bible and I pray and I almost kind of go through the motions for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word without actually delighting in who Jesus is Mm. and this heart of God who, you know, desires our, our heart and our love above everything else. So what would you say to someone who is of that mentality that, well, this whole Christianity thing is just not very fun because I spent my entire childhood like having to go to church and having to do these things that I really didn't enjoy. And now I don't want anything to do with Christianity. What would you say to someone who has that mentality? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think that actually like reinvestigating Jesus on your own Mm. is a great place to start. Um, I think sometimes you kind of have to set aside your past experiences. Um, because I mean, you have to remember like the church is full of imperfect people Mm, that, We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus and we want to represent God well, but honestly, a lot of times that doesn't happen. And Mm. so I think taking aside any hurt or even just 
boredom you felt from the church and really investigating the person of Jesus and the character of God on your own. Mm. Um, you know, really directly through the Bible is the best way, but there's also tons of books and Mm -hmm. articles and podcasts and things that you can use to just figure out on your own Mm -hmm. who God actually is. Yeah. I think that's really important for people to hear because I think there's a vast majority of people who are in the same boat of either I never had fun at church and I was forced to go. So I don't want to be a part of it. Or I tried to get, in with the church and they hurt me and yeah you know and so Mm -hmm. I really love that you use the phrase rediscovering Jesus Mm -hmm. because Jesus is who Christianity is firmly centered on yeah absolutely and we are all flawed people and so our expression of Christ isn't Christ himself. I mean, when you're a healthy, maturing Christian, people are going to see glimpses of Christ in you. Yeah. But they're only truly going to know the person of Christ when they see the person of Christ themselves. Yeah. And I, you know, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people who just haven't really been taught that that's the, that should be our goal Mm -hmm. is just to delight in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, that um, the purpose of this isn't, to check the boxes. And I know we've talked a lot about that, but I think that there are a lot of Christians who kind of feel like this is just what I do as a Christian. I, Mm. I am a pretty good person. I believe that Jesus saved me, but now because of that, I, you know, I do the right things and Mm. I read my Bible and I pray and these are the things, but to actually like spend time just delighting and enjoying God for who he is. Um, I think a lot of people really miss that. Mm, Yeah. And I think when you have the mentality of I'm going to do these things because that's what I have to do as a Christian, it really roots your identity in accomplishing things. Yeah. You know, instead of no, my identity is rooted in Christ. Well, and you know, I think that, I guess going back to your original question of like, what would I tell someone who has like been disinterested from Christianity because of past experiences, you know, I think that a lot of times we treat Christianity as our free ticket to heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, we believe in Jesus, that he saved us, that Mm -hmm. he, you know, died for our sins and rescued us. And so our reward is that we get to go to heaven, Mm -hmm. Um, which I mean, that is part of the reward, but Mm -hmm. the biggest reward is that we get him, that he's our treasure, that we that relationship has been restored and we get to know him Mm -hmm. that we aren't sitting here just waiting for heaven. Mm. Um, because right now we get to know him and we're going to get to know him more and more as he continues to transform us. And then we get to spend eternity with him. Mm. So it's not just that we, okay, get to live forever in heaven, which is awesome. But the reason it's awesome is because we get to spend forever Mm. with the God of the universe and we get to know him. Yeah. That reminds me of Yet another John Piper quote. <laughs> another yeah. one that your husband loves. Yes, I think the you know what you're talking about. The gut punch one <laughs> of, you know, what if you could have heaven and everything it offers, all of the desires of your heart, there's no pain, anything that you want is there, but Christ is not there. Would you be satisfied? Man. <laughs> I know, that one every time. It's just a punch to the gut because a lot of times I think that our answer would be yes. And yeah. I mean, my husband, not to just quote him this whole time, but, (laughs) you know, he says that heaven isn't just for good people and it's not just a perfect place. It's for people who love Jesus Mm. because the purpose of heaven is that we get to spend forever with Jesus. And so if you are just a Christian because 
you don't want to go to hell. I mean, that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's fine. But you know, the reality of it is that the reason heaven is so sweet is because we get to know our savior Mm. and we get to know this God of the universe. And so if you don't really love Jesus and delight in him, Mm -hmm. heaven's not going to be that enjoyable for Mm -hmm. you. And so I think that's really coming down to it. Like Mm. is, are we using our time now Mm -hmm. to really get to know this God that we'll get to spend forever with? What if I am a Christian who has delighted in Christ in the past um, and I find my identity in him, but I am just in this season where I am really struggling to actually delight in him, where I'm just wrestling with, with either sin or self doubt or whatever it may be. Um, I'm just in a season of spiritual depression. What can I do to get out of that, to find delight in Christ again? Yeah. Well, I think first of all, if that's you in that season, I think you need to know that you're not alone, Mm. that you haven't done anything wrong, that this happens to every believer, Mm -hmm. that at some point in time you will feel a sense of spiritual depression or a time where you just don't really want to be spending time in the word or Mm -hmm. you are just struggling with different things and that is normal. Mm -hmm. Um, So just know that, that Mm -hmm. you're not alone in that. Um, But that being said, um, I think that spiritual disciplines are just a huge thing for people. I think Mm -hmm. that really in those moments where you don't want to be spending time in, in scripture or spending time in prayer, then that's when you go back to your spiritual disciplines that you kind of force yourself. That's why it's called a discipline Mm -hmm. to make yourself spend time every day in the word and to be, to make yourself spend time in prayer um, or in corporate worship or personal worship or whatever these disciplines are for you. Mm -hmm. Um, to make yourself follow through with those things. Mm -hmm. Because I really am a big believer that when you're in this kind of forcing yourself to go back to the scripture and go back to the word of God, you are putting yourself in a position where God can stir those affections Mm -hmm. in you. And so not to say that it's a quick fix that each (laughs) time you go back to your Bible, God's just going to stir these things in you. But that discipline, I think a lot of times does stir up affection and can put you in a place where God can speak to you and can remind you of his goodness and his faithfulness. Yeah. I think that's probably the strongest thing that we have to do in those seasons of spiritual depression is I don't want to read my Bible, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read my Bible. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, I think there's something to be said about the fact that if you're not delighting in God's word when you're reading it, being open and confessing that to God and saying, God, I do not delight in this right now, but I want to, like, I still want you, even though what I feel doesn't match with what I want. So just continuing to have that open conversation with God and just being honest about your feelings and where the state of your heart is, because God already knows where the state of your heart is. You're not hiding anything from God. And so he just wants you to be open. And that's part of God wanting your heart. You know, well, and I think also having a community of believers, and this isn't every Christian you know, but a small community of believers mm-hmm. that know you and you know love you, yeah. that you can be open and honest about the seasons you're you're in right now. Mm-hmm. And so to go to those people and say, "I just am really struggling to mm-hmm. be with Jesus right now," and have people who will preach to you the truth and yeah. remind you 
of why this is worth it. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like last week when Chris talked about this puzzle piece analogy that mm-hmm. like when I'm in a season where I'm really struggling to have a piece to bring to the table, being able to see others mm-hmm. is really incredibly helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a part of living in community. That's so vital. Yeah. Is you can't do this Christian life alone. Yeah, if you do this Christian sure. life alone, you're not doing a Christian <laughs> life. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, that's true. Yeah. We need other people. Yeah. One other thing that I think can be really helpful, and you have to be cautious with these, but is finding other things kind of outside the Bible that mm-hmm. can stir your affection for yeah. Jesus. And so um, this is not in any way in place of the Bible, but, you know, finding other books or podcasts or mm-hmm. nature or music or, you know, whatever other mm-hmm. things kind of stir your affection and your delight in who Jesus is, mm-hmm. run to those things. Yeah. Um, I, you know, have a handful of books that I think, depending on the season you're in, can be really helpful to just point you back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a lot of times for me, at least listening to sermons or reading books about Jesus can kind of help jumpstart Mm -hmm. my desire to get back into the word. Yeah, for sure. That reminds me of a conversation that um, me and Emma, the other resident, were having with one of our student leaders the other day, and the student leader was just telling us how she just hasn't been delighting in the Lord very much lately. And Emma asked her, um, knowing that one of the ways she delights in the Lord is through nature, and Emma asked her, you know, when's the last time that you went and just, like, took a walk in nature? And she goes, not in a very long time. <laughs> and, yeah, And Emma's like, you should probably do that. Yeah. So I don't ever think those things should you know, replace the Bible or prayer, but Mm -hmm. knowing yourself and knowing what kinds of things help kind of reorient your soul back towards Jesus for lack of a better way of saying that. Yeah. And, you know, once you are, um, you know, seeking after those things that spur on those delight, let that drive you back to the word. Yeah. Um, if you delight in God through nature, go read your Bible in nature. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, those kind of things, um, I think are really good to do. I think all of those things are really good with helping fight spiritual depression. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I love that you also mentioned that we're not alone in this. Everyone, every Christian on the planet (laughs) goes through these seasons. Yeah. When I felt really strongly about just making sure that I say that, because I think a lot of times people feel, ashamed of that Mm. and think that well if I'm a good Christian then I need to then I need to be in a good spot be happy 24 7 yeah (laughs) and that's just not life and it's not reality that like when you go through hard seasons or even just crazy busy seasons like there you know when we first got our kids like I did not have a normal rhythm or routine with we've got our three kids first before we got our baby but you know, to actually figure out what does it look like as a brand new mom mm-hmm. to sit down and spend time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, probably for the first few months, I struggled with that. And mm-hmm. just being honest with like, we're drowning <laughs> and I don't know what this looks yeah. like. And so I think that sometimes people just feel like they need to keep those things to themselves. And they need to just like mm-hmm. fix it on their own. And that a lot of times that's just not right reality and that's not how you're going to get through it. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned this a little bit earlier of, um, you know, your emotions and your delight in the Lord are kind of two separate things Yeah. because we can feel all of the emotions all the time and they're very fleeting, but our joy is 
firmly rooted in Christ and that's something that we have underlying in every season. Um, but also I think it's good to mention that having delight in Christ doesn't mean that you are always going to be on a spiritual high. Like if you go to a church camp or to passion or something like that, and you're on this spiritual high because there's so many other Christians around you and you're all like praising and learning about Jesus. Um, but also that delight in the Lord can come from the mundane things of life. Oh, absolutely. You can find delight in the Lord in whatever you may be doing. Um, but that sometimes you're going to have those higher moments and sometimes you're going to have those lower moments. That's just a part of being human. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, when we do have those mundane moments or Mm -hmm. even like the really devastating moments Mm -hmm. in our lives that, you know, that's where we should still be able Mm -hmm. to delight in Christ in the midst of our circumstances. And so does it mean that I feel happy right now Mm -hmm. no like I mean there's really hard things that happen but to still be able to trust in who God is and delight in his character Mm -hmm. in the midst of what's going on in my life yeah which is honestly a lot easier said than done absolutely (laughs) yes and I am in no way saying that I'm an expert at this but you know really as we are sanctified Mm -hmm. you know that's one thing that in these moments, mm-hmm. the big and small, mm-hmm. um, that we kind of more and more run to Jesus with these things. Yeah. That's so good. Do you have any last minute thoughts that you would like to share with us? I don't think so. I feel like I've said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. No, we did. Definitely. Yeah. All good stuff. Yeah. All I don't think stuff. I have anything else. I think this has been a really great discussion. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining me for episode two. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yes. It's been a delight. Kristen is one of the sweetest people that I know, and I'm so glad that she could join me for this topic because she truly understands the importance of delighting in Christ. And I always feel so encouraged and inspired whenever I talk to her. So I hope you all did too. Thanks so much for listening, friends. If you liked what you heard this episode, just wait until next week because Emma joins me back on the podcast and we are getting real with the topic of sanctification. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. You don't want to miss that fun conversation. I hope you have a really great week and we will see you back next week.